So welcome to the Love Fly podcast. It's Paul Tizar, Fear of Flying Coach. And today we're joined by Raj. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, no thank you, because I put, put out a shout to say, in the Virgin sort of network saying anybody works there would like to come and talk to us about a little bit what we do in terms of nervous flies and stuff please come and join us and you were literally straight back to me within 24 hours so I'm very grateful for that so tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do right Paul I am currently working for the customer care team and um, I basically investigate holidays that go terribly wrong and then uh, me, I know. Uh, and then me and my team, we basically find out what went wrong, how it went wrong, and then we offer appropriate compensation. Okay. However, prior to the 14 years, I was a cabin crew for Virgin Atlantic. So lots of flying experience. Ah, right. Um, yeah, so hence, uh, they both linked in. Uh, I saw, obviously, the journey from the customer's perspective whilst on the flights. And now I'm seeing it from the other perspective. So, yeah. So what sort of stuff can you tell us that's available to help people when it comes to holidays? Um, Okay. um, Well, holiday that's available. We, as a tour operator, Virgin Holidays, we do obviously worldwide holidays from the States, which is our speciality, especially places in uh, Florida, Orlando being the main hub, but we do holidays all over, including the Far East, uh, Thailand and places uh, similar. We've just started up a couple of new routes, uh, one back to Dubai, uh, Mm. which is an exciting for us, which is fantastic. Turks and Caicos, which is another one that we're starting soon. And we've just announced that we're going to start flying to Brazil, Sao Paulo. So we are putting ourselves on the map and uh, getting out there and uh, starting some great destinations for everyone. Mm, that's fantastic so what proportion of people that come through to you you know you think you probably see thousands that come through every day what percentage would you say that you end up speaking to about being a nervous flyer um i'll be honest with you i mean when i was actually cabin crew i probably encountered at least a couple on every flight at least yeah but uh, i think it's um how you manage the fear and what you need what what basically you know about how a flame plies the the science behind it the physics behind it how it gets lift thrust and so forth uh, furthermore i i feel like sometimes when turbulence does happen on a plane people don't understand the full concept of of turbulence mm. um there are a couple types of uh, turbulence and uh, the majority of the time our pilots can predict it's going to happen a through reports from aircraft that are ahead of us uh, and b through weather maps um, and the flight plan but generally speaking uh, turbulence isn't nothing to be worried about and it's just the knowledge behind of knowing it and i feel when i was on flights as cabin crew uh, the people that were nervous i used to sometimes just sit down next to them talk to them uh, deviate their and maybe just explain to them how things operate uh, and 
when you're in an unfamiliar environment, for example, when you're on a plane and the flaps or the, the slats uh, go up and down or you hear unusual noises, generally you do get worried. Yes. Uh, for cabin crew, they hit on a regular basis, so there's nothing to be worried about. But if this is your first flight or you're a nervous flyer, it's be a bit daunting. But I can assure you everything in the aviation industry is it's so well maintained and looked after they won't take a risk when it comes to any kind of a situation they'll rather cancel a flight than take a risk uh, so please do bear that in mind in future so tell us a little bit about some of the sort of like the way it works now because some exciting stuff because you know when we started love flight it was about not just about dealing with fear of flying it's also sort of opening people's minds up to places they can go so tell us about some of the most popular destinations what people tend to do there how long it takes to get there all that sort of stuff oh okay i mean uh i suppose i am the best place to do this because uh being cabin crew for 14 years pretty much flew to all the destinations yeah, and yeah. uh i mean i can give you some of my personal favorites uh, yeah go on. first one yeah. being First one being Hong Kong, the nightlife, the daytime. There's always something to do in that city, day and night. You will mm. never get bored. The, the 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 culture there, the people there, they're amazing. It's the only way I can describe it. It's, it's like being in Britain, but with people from Hong Kong. So it's absolutely amazing because everybody speaks <laughs> English there. Yeah, Obviously, I mean, uh, the, the British took over for some time there, but everybody speaks English. You still have English, you know, plugs, uh, three-pin plugs available there. Mm. Um, so everything is brilliant there. The second destination that I really, really enjoy my time at is Cape Town. Uh, yeah. I've been there on holiday five day, uh, five years, uh, sorry, four years in a row. And then the fifth one was just recently. So, yeah, that's another personal favorite. The food, the wine, from steaks to, to, to the red wine. I mean, you can go to any restaurant. You don't even need the the wine. You can just say, can I have a, a, a bottle of your house red? And it'll be the best red you've ever tasted. So I'm, I'm, me particularly, I'm a massive foodie. So everywhere I go, I do enjoy my food. And Cape Town is definitely on in my top three. Furthermore, to the Caribbean side, I suppose places like Barbados is a bit of a party island. Uh, or it's going to be a bit of a party island. They have um, uh, Oystins, which is every Friday. From, every Friday? Uh, what was that? It's like a street party. That's the only way oh. I can describe it. Oh, a nice. place called Oyster Barbados. And uh, every Friday, uh, after about six o'clock, they, they, they have this street party, and it's absolutely brilliant. But the island itself, you know, you can hire a car, go around the whole island in a day. If you start early enough, you can do the whole island. There's mm. so much to do in it's unbelievable. Uh, and that, again, is, is a firm favourite of mine because, A, it's reasonably priced to get out there. Uh, it, the flights aren't too long and there's something to do for every single family member. So yeah. certainly. Uh, yeah. And furthermore, in the States, I can definitely say San Fran is another firm favourite. Lots to do day and night. There's unbelievable history in San Francisco, and further out, if you go into the, more of the countryside, you get more of the uh, wineries, Sonoma, Napa Valley, uh, and you also get uh, the Redwoods, which you can go, go hiking on. Um, mm. So there's so much to do there. And there's cities nearby which take you within a couple of hours. You can go to Monterey, uh, Sacramento, amongst others. Uh, and it's just absolutely amazing. Good little base there. Yeah. 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 Those are, those are good. 
been to all of those. They are fantastic. You know, I I, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> so, so what, yeah. what what about us then? So, of the new destinations, which ones were you think are oh, I'd fancy that yourself? Believe it or not, in all the years that I've been flying, I've actually never been to a Southern American continent. That's the only continent I haven't been to, pretty much. So that's something that I'm looking forward to, to going to Brazil. Again, being a big foodie, you know, Brazilian food, oh my God, it's amazing. I've only had it in London, but I'm sure out there it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And that's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, so yeah, Brazil. Definitely out of all the new destinations, Brazil is definitely one of my favorites yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that's really exciting. And this is kind yeah, of a absolutely. bit of a departure from some of the other podcasts we've done because we because it's all the positive stuff. So so you've been in the travel industry for quite a while by the sound of it. Yeah, it's uh, about 15 and a half years or coming up to 15 and a half years. So yeah, so for some time. I've always been fascinated by the aviation industry and um it's something that I always wanted to do. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't, well, I was, but I wasn't quite near Heathrow uh, previously. Uh, mm. I used to live out on the coast, so traveling was uh, a big headache for me. Um, but now I'm right next to Heathrow. I'm 15 minutes away. It's fantastic. Nice little easy ride in and catch a bus and uh, off you go anywhere you wish. Yeah, so, absolutely. so I guess you see all that sort of, you see the noise abatement going on as well if you're that near to Heathrow, don't you see that? <laughs> That thing at fifteen hundred feet where they lower the nose a bit and reduce the engine noise, yeah. so that people it, like yeah. you don't get annoyed. <laughs> um, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm actually not under the flight path. I'm slightly away. I'm in South Buckinghamshire, but yeah, I mean, from my from my home, I can see the 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 the, the planes coming, especially when they come over from Windsor area. Um, so yeah, it is a real buzz, and and I love that environment. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Yeah. And They're if weird. I was under the I don't think it would make too much of a difference. Yeah. So what do you miss about flying? For me personally, um, I this is going to sound crazy, but I never bought any like clothes or toiletries in the UK. It was always from abroad, uh, only because it, it's a lot cheaper abroad. Uh, so, you know, if you're ever in like um, the States, you know, you can buy some fantastic, you get some fantastic deals of clothes. Mm. Uh, uh, if you want something, you know, something special, like a special outfit for a for a special wedding, like my brothers or so forth, and being from Indian culture, you can go to like Delhi, pick up something fantastic there for half the less than half the price of what you pay in the United Kingdom. So shopping was always a a great thing, and and buying things from abroad. Uh, the other thing I do miss about flying is. Uh, the duty-free goods because I'm a big whiskey drinker and coming through duty-free was always a firm favourite of mine, picking up a bottle on every flight. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with yourself now. You've got you've lost all of that then. L like everybody else, unfortunately, we got to go to Sainsbury's or Tesco's. <laughs> for the whiskey and and just shop locally as, as best as you can for the clothes. It, it is what it is. So, yeah. So you're a real lover of aviation and travel by the same bit. What about aircraft? Absolutely. What, what, what did you work on? What was your favourite and why? I worked on many different aircrafts. I mean, uh, we used to call it the baby bus, the A330-300, A340-300, A340-600, which is a really long version of the baby bus, the 747, the jumbos, what, 
they mainly known as the Jumbos with a little bubble on top, the new 787 Dreamliners and the new A350s. They, they're some of the planes that I've flown on. My firm favourite, I'll be honest with you, was probably the Jumbo. Only being what the only reason why is it when you're when you when you're on a jumbo, you felt like you was actually on a big plane, if that makes sense. Whereas all the others are slightly smaller, it's not the same. I recently flew on an A380 to Dubai with a, a competitive airline, but uh, and they were it was good, don't get me wrong, it was fantastic because you know you get that big buzz uh, of being on a massive aircraft. Uh, and so many people around you, and it was really, really good. So that was another another favourite. The A380 is also a really good plane to go on, absolutely. You haven't been on the Max and 70s? Not yet, no. Not yet, no. Yeah. One day, I hope. Yeah. One day, I hope. You never know. I mean, there's a few other planes I do want to go and see. I mean, we've got a gentleman that works uh, in in the company who is... I think he's number three plane spotter in the world. He'll fly, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying his name, but I won't just just for the sake of this. But uh, he does fly around the world, and when he's landed, because he's cabin crew, when he lands, he'll catch another flight to another destination, and he'll just sit there marking off his planes. So you now we have some really big enthusiasts, uh, aviation th- enthusiasts in our company. Yeah. Maybe you can tell me later. I'd love to get him on the uh, podcast. He sounds like an interesting. I can pass you on his details. Absolutely. He's he's a fantastic gentleman. Really good to talk to. Really kind. Really nice. And heart of gold. Absolutely. No, that'd be good. We'll look forward to that then. So that's one to mark. Uh, like enthusiasts. What about in terms of safety-wise? It, have you ever been worried or had any concerns about aviation, commercial aviation? I, I mean... Aviation is one of those industries where security, safety and security is, is number one priority. Uh, they won't generally, je- not generally, they just won't jeopardize anything regarding security or safety. I mean, I remember taking off many years ago from London Gatwick and going to Vegas, I think it was, and our plane was struck by lightning. Uh, and even though it did make a, a really loud noise, there was nothing wrong with the plane. I mean, we carried on all the way to to Vegas, uh, and when we landed, and there was literally hardly any damage to it. In fact, there was no damage to it. So it goes to show, you know, these planes are designed to take a big beating, and safety is there for a reason. You know, they won't jeopardize anything like that. I mean, th- with these planes, with aviation in general. As you, everybody knows, when you go through security at London Heathrow or any other airport in the world, they check you through thoroughly. Before you get onto the plane, the, the security agents as well as the cabin crew also check through uh, the, the, the cabin and make sure there's nothing adverse on, on the plane. So generally speaking, I'll be honest with you, you've got nothing to be worried about in, in regards to security. Uh, and safety-wise, They've done experiments over and over again. All cabin crew, especially our cabin crew at Virgin Atlantic, are trained to extremely high standard. They have to do annual exams. Our pilots do six monthly exams uh, in SIMS. The cabin crew every 12 months, they have to go to the VH or our headquarters and uh, they are tested on on theory base and practical base. Uh, And it's a three or four day course. 
so certainly, you know, they'll cover anything from, you know, uh, fire training to medical training to you name it. It's all covered for the cabin crew. Uh, and same with our pilots. You know, they go through every six months of uh, being in a sim and everything that they can chuck at these pilots, they they get chucked at. And then they're put into situations which, you know, put them under a lot of stress and they can only fly uh, cabin crew and pilots if they pass. If they don't, they'll have to come back into the classroom. So, yeah, certainly, you know, it, it, it's it's amazing what they go through. Uh, and I don't think sometimes people realise uh, how safe it is to travel in the air. Is there anyone you, any airline you wouldn't fly? Is there anybody that you wouldn't fly on? Any? No, I think, generally speaking, any anyone in Europe uh, you fly with, they go through very rigorous uh, checks uh, and they have to jump through a lot of hurdles just to get a license to, to to fly so i wouldn't really worry in any national carrier they wouldn't jeopardize their own country's reputation so i i, I wouldn't have any fear in flying with anybody really and even like these little cessnas you know two three four C, uh cessnas they go they go through many many maintenance checks and if you think about uh, ha just in the UK alone, let alone worldwide, but just in the UK, you'll hear about a car accident or or, uh, or something happening on a motorway on a on a daily basis, but you don't happen to hear about those kind of things in aviation. So it just goes to show that aviation is certainly a lot more safer than just driving your regular car. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah. So just putting my nervous flyer hat on, one of the questions they'll be thinking is that your opening statement was you investigate when holidays go wrong. <laughs> so I just want to reassure people that, you know, what I, I don't know what you can say, but just what sort of things does that mean? Is it wrong for them or wrong as in some other way? But wrong for individuals. So, for example, I mean, one of the things that may go wrong is you may book a package holiday and in that package holiday, there may be a transfer and for whatever reason you've been missed off that transfer or the transfer hasn't come picked you up uh, that's something that's gone wrong so i have to investigate why that transfer didn't turn up or why your name wasn't on that transfer list mm. um and how to rectify it be yeah so, yeah that's great because yeah. I, I know that would have been a question in people's mind going, what a holiday can go wrong what does that mean you know so thank you <laughs> clarifying what that means exactly that's, that's right. really helpful not a problem not a so, problem at all, Paul. Not a problem at all. I loved your positivity. I love the the stories and uh, you know your background and stuff. And I just wondered if I could just ask for a close, which would be if you if someone got through to you and said, "I'm a nervous flyer," and you were going to say in a in a minute or two minutes why they why they can be reassured, what would you say? Take me with you. I will be with you all the way <laughs> until our destination. You've got nothing to be fear, fearing of because simply flying is one of the most amazing ways to go and see the world. It really is. You've got nothing to be fearful of. It's the most, how can I put it? It's the most or the least riskiest way of traveling than any other form of transport in the world. So give it a go. Embrace it. Love it. And I guarantee you'll be doing it next year again. Oh, love it, mate. Absolutely brilliant. That was fantastic. Really positive. Nice upbeat. Love the stories. And uh, yeah, I can see why you love what, doing what you do. It's fun, fabulous. 
Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. No, thanks again. Really appreciate it. And thanks for coming forward so quickly as well. So it's really nice to have people who work in the business. And, you know, I haven't met you before. And you're saying lots of great, really positive stuff for our, for our nervous line community. So thank you. Anytime. Not a problem whatsoever. If I could be of any further assistance at any time, please give me a call at any time. Thank you.